1: Culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: And on a Wednesday, we do like to check in and keep abreast of those news stories breaking out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines for us. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with one. Israel analysts predict the war with Hamas will extend into stage three of action. What's being reported here?
1: They say stage three refers to a point where the main war is over, but where the IDF is expected to continue for three to nine months to fight an insurgency. The IDF continues to make consistent progress in Khan Yunus over the last few weeks and has relative control in southern and eastern Khan Yunus and nearby Bani Sahila, but is facing heavy resistance in other parts of Khan Yunus. Also, the IDF has struck Hamas positions in Rafah from the air, but has not started to invade the area in a serious way with ground troops. In the meantime, top Israeli officials have been saying since last month that they would conclude the most intense part of the war by the end of January which is already some weeks later than the U.S. wants, but much later than Israeli's eu allies prefer. Ending the main war means allowing much of the reservist force to return home to their families, moving towards restoring a fully functional Israel economy and relieving the pressure on the Jewish state globally to avoid operations which harm Palestinian civilians. But top defence officials are stating and starting to recognise that moving at the slower and more careful pace they're moving at to reduce both Palestinian civilian casualties and IDF troops may mean that Yunis, Rafah, and some other southern Gara, uh, Gaza areas may not be fully subdued by the end of January.
0: Well, uh, that's good news in some sense, isn't it? Uh, If there is a plan to end the main war, uh, that might mean that the IDF uh, is about to achieve the goals they set there in so far as that war with Hamas. Hey, let's talk some other headlines, Ron. Houthi attacks on one Red Sea shipping vessel heading for Israel has forced an international reaction and British Petroleum no longer travelling that route, a decision that Aussies will no doubt feel at the pump. Uh, What are your thoughts on what's being reported here?
1: British Petroleum has halted all shipments of oil and gas through the Red Sea after an increase in attacks on cargo ships by Houthi militants in Yemen including two further strikes that were done on Monday. The British oil major said it had paused shipping in the region indefinitely, citing a deteriorating security situation amid tensions in the Middle East. BP becomes the first oil firm to directly halt its own tankers after a string of big shipping companies stopped their vessels passing through the waters between Asia and Africa that connect the Indian Ocean to the Mediterranean with the Suez Canal at the tip. Freight companies are sailing ships around Africa instead, adding costs and delays that are expected to mount in coming weeks. And as you say, Neil, we can expect to feel the pinch right here. But meanwhile, US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin officially announced on Monday night that the U.S. and a host of other nations are creating a new force to protect ships that have come under attack in the Red Sea by drones and ballistic missiles from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. The United Kingdom, Bahrain, Canada, France, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Seychelles, Spain, even Australia will join the U.S. in this new mission. And what I fear here is the situation in Israel could escalate quickly internationally.
0: Ron, another headline, and we all know that the Israeli Defence Forces have been trying to deal with that complex network of tunnels beneath the ground in Gaza. Uh, they've discovered, though, a very large, sophisticated tunnel. What's being reported here?
1: Yeah, the IDF revealed on Sunday the discovery of the largest Hamas attack tunnel found to date, located in the northern Gaza Strip, close to the Yaretz border crossing. The military uncovered four kilometers of the tunnel, which reached a depth of 50 meters in some sections. The tunnel did not stretch into Israeli territory, but one of its shafts was found a mere 400 meters from the Eretz crossing, the only pedestrian entry between Israel and the Strip. The tunnel has several branches and junctions, complete with plumbing, electricity and communication lines. The military said vehicles could pass through the gaping subterranean structure and that weapons belonging to Hamas were found inside. So much for the concrete donated by generous Western nations for the support of the poor in Gaza.
0: Ron, surprising to some perhaps, but there are some Christians who are serving in the IDF, the Israeli Defence Forces, and... Israel Media has honoured a Christian soldier who was killed in action last Sunday. Uh, what's the story?
1: IDF Sergeant Major Uriah Bayer succumbed to his wounds on Sunday after being seriously injured in battle in the southern Gaza Strip on December 14, the IDF is reporting. Bayer, 20 years of age, from Tashia, was a member of the Maglan Special Forces Unit of the Nahal Brigade and a German evangelical Christian who chose to volunteer in the army. His grandparents moved to Israel to help support Holocaust survivors. He always wanted to be a combat soldier, a fellow evangelical volunteer said, and told the Jerusalem Post on condition of anonymity. He was a good combat soldier, focused on defending the state of Israel. He was a good person too, always smiling. They went on to say, at the end of the day, as Christians, we have to pay the highest price we can for this country. We're willing to give our lives for Israel. Bayer was the son of Delhi and Gideon Bayer, who runs Zadaka. The German Christian charity organization funds and runs the Bet Elisa nursing home for Holocaust survivors in the Western Galilee city of Maalat.
0: Ron, a little interesting commentary coming out of Israel and across the Middle East. An Egyptian Christian has told the Jerusalem Post Hamas achieved what even Benjamin Netanyahu could not
1: do. What did they do? He said, What did they do? They united Israel, he said. Major El Shafi, sitting in the lounge at the David Intercontinental Hotel, The Egyptian refugee who converted from Islam to Christianity and now lives in Canada told the Post on Monday morning that he would like to thank Hamas for showing the world the ugly face of extremism and for displaying the rise of anti-Semitism in Western countries. No one was aware of how bad it was, he said. And I would like to thank them for uniting the Jewish people and activating them. He said that Hamas was able to remind the Jews of their Jewish soul So that's my message to the families that lost their children. You are not alone. The story here is not what happened on October 7. The story here is what happened after October 7. El Shafi is in the country for the second time since the Hamas massacre. He's scheduled to hold meetings at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs where he will present a report by his One Free World International Human Rights Organisation, Anatomy of the Attack. He will also meet with security officials, massacre survivors and the families of hostages.
0: And Ron, uh, one last one to do with Christians in Gaza. And I know that a lot of Christian believers uh, wonder about Christians in Gaza. Uh, There is a headline in today's media, food shipment has finally reached Christians in Gaza. Uh, What are the details here?
1: Yeah, this report is from Joel Rosenberg. ...through the All-Arab Israel Network, where he's the chief editor. Finally, some very good news amidst this hellish war, he said. Around 1.30am local time on Monday morning, a small shipment of food, water and other humanitarian relief supplies... ...was finally able to be delivered to the two historic churches in Gaza City. All-Arab news has been able to confirm... This is a huge and very encouraging answer to the desperate prayers of Christians in Gaza, the West Bank, Israel and around the world. To be sure, much more food as well as medical aid needs to be delivered in the days ahead to nearly 1,000 Palestinian Christians sheltering in these churches in Gaza. But at least these initial deliveries will relieve their immediate and growing suffering. For weeks, the situation for the Christians has been going from bad to worse, To desperate, hungry children have been crying themselves to sleep in the churches. Adults have been reduced to eating crumbs. Over the weekend, the water tank at the Roman Catholic Church was severely damaged by gun battles and explosions around the church property. But late on Sunday night, after weeks of some of the most intense house-to-house, street-by-street fighting between Hamas and the Israel military, the IDF was finally able to punch through Hamas resistance and secure the neighbourhoods around the churches. He went on to say, uh, we need to continue praying because more food and more medical supplies are needed.
0: Yes, uh, always more required. Hey, we cover a lot of ground in these updates, Ron, and this is our last update for this year. I want to wish you a happy and holy Christmas and look forward to checking in again in the new year. But uh, the Lord's blessing on you. Thanks so much for another great update today on 2020.
1: Thank you very much, Neil, and the same to you. And God bless all our listeners for the love of the Lord. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.